0: Did paramenopause, or menopause, catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me, too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Menopause Matters. I'm Jean andrus and this is the podcast Menopause Matters. And today I have with me uh, my good friend Tammy Stacklehouse, and Tammy is doing all she can to give fibromyalgia patients the knowledge, care, and support they need to thrive. A fibromyalgia patient herself, Tammy has gone from disabled to having her fibromyalgia in remission. For more than a decade, her compassion, gentle support, and fun coaching style have helped fibromyalgia patients all over the world take back control of their lives. She is the executive producer of the fibromyalgia documentary, Invisible, and founder of the International Fibromyalgia Coaching Institute where she teaches her certified fibromyalgia coach training program. You will find Tammy sharing her joy expertise on her fibromyalgia podcast and through her award-winning books, Take Back Your Life and the Fibromyalgia Coach. Tammy, it is so great to talk to you today. And by the way, I'd I think I did not realize that you were the ex- executive producer of the documentary. So congratulations on that amazing accomplishment! Thank I've seen you. little clips from it. I have not sat down to watch the whole thing, but fabulous for you to have done that. And I am so proud to call you friend. Um, <laughs> Thank welcome, you, <laughs> Tammy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it was something that we worked. I don't know. It took probably seven years to finally get that from dream to, you know, done. But um, it's kind of like writing a book only takes longer. (laughs) (laughs) And and it involves more people, I bet. Yes, it does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And more technology. You can still write a book with a pencil. That's right. (laughs) Need a piece of paper. paper, So, Tammy, give us a little bit of your background as to how you came from I, I remember your story of sitting on the steps and saying, I just can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. to being the vibrant, amazing woman you are today, just powerhouse and doing everything in your fibro and in remission. So give us a little bit of the background here.
1: Sure, sure. Um, So, yeah, I was diagnosed, oh, about six months after I was married, which was a whole story in itself. Um, But I was diagnosed in about 2007. And um, that moment that you remember of me sitting on my stairs thinking, I can't take care of myself. I can't take care of my house. Maybe that's what disability is for. Uh, I filed for disability in 2008. And then in 2009, um, I went to my doctor and I was like, I have seen a vision. (laughs) I've seen a picture of what I think my life is going towards. And it is not what I want. Right. Like everything was downhill. I, I was at the point where I was literally only leaving the house once a week because that's all I had energy for. I was in pain all the time. It was, it was pretty much the bottom. And, um, I went to her and I'm like, what can we do? This is not the life that I want. And for some reason, at that particular moment in time, she had a health coach working in her office. And so she referred me to the health coach. And while the coach didn't know really anything about fibromyalgia, it still was somebody that could finally help me put together all the pieces, right? Somebody to brainstorm with, somebody to say, okay, she wants me to go gluten-free. How the heck do I do that? (laughs) You know, and have somebody to walk beside me and brainstorm with, troubleshoot with, hold me accountable for doing things. And um, it was about six months after I started working with my coach, I felt like a completely new person. And that's when I decided I wanted to kind of pay that forward. I remember having this, this picture in my mind of, like i was holding this beautifully wrapped gift which was having my life back right and i wanted to share that gift with other people so in 2009 i became a coach and everything kind of took off from there
0: <laughs> that is amazing and
1: just wonderful
0: to hear that the, the possibility is there and i brought you on for for some real specific reasons cuz in the conversations that you and I have had, we've talked a lot about, well, geez, the the list of symptoms is so similar between menopause and fibro. And so how do you tell as a woman in your 40s? Now you may have been probably a little younger than that when you mm-hmm. first yeah, started. Yeah, I was in
1: yes. my 30s, my late 30s. Yeah. But
0: how do you tell between the difference? of fibro and the, and menopause. And then let's talk about the intersection between the two, because that can happen as well. So tell us, tell my listeners what fibro is. A lot of times they, they may go have heard of it and they go to their doctors. And I think there's still a bunch of doctors out there who are saying that's not real. Uh, Unfortunately, yes,
1: we do still get that. Yeah, we get Um, that about
0: menopause too. (laughs) (laughs) Or
1: at least
0: you're not there or that didn't cause this. But okay,
1: so so give us kind of the the basics of of fibro. Sure. So fibromyalgia is a chronic pain condition. Um, It can cause a lot of symptoms, but the four main ones that we look at for Diagnosis and most of the treatments are around these four is widespread body pain. So, with fibromyalgia, you might, you know, your legs might hurt, but then the next day, maybe your legs are fine and your back hurts. So, it tends to travel around and not really be localized. So, Mm -hmm. that can be one of the clues for people. Um, If it's like always your knees that hurt, maybe it's arthritis, right? Like maybe you've got bad knees. But yeah. if it's your knees and then it's your arms and then it's your neck and then it's your back to your legs, you know, that is a good indication of fibromyalgia. Joint? It
0: also, let me ask a question here. Yeah. Joint or muscle or both?
1: Primarily muscle, although okay. some of us can have some joint pain and there's some various reasons for that, but primarily soft tissue pain and less okay. joints.
0: So that's yeah. That's a difference between fibro and menopause because menopause often the pain other than restless leg syndrome, which is a whole different story in, in and of itself and a, a major pain, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but very different than paining in your muscles. Uh, menopause tends to be joint pain, um, And it even has the name of menopausal arthritis, which is different than
1: rheumatoid or osteoarthritis, by the way. Okay. Right. Right. So soft tissue pain. Um, And then the second one would be unrefreshing sleep. You and I have talked a little bit about <laughs> sleep, uh, but with fibromyalgia, there really are some specific things that go wrong with sleep. There's okay. one doctor who says he can diagnose people just by looking at their nighttime brainwaves. Brain um, we have something called alpha-delta sleep, which is where alpha brainwaves intrude into deep, slow-wave delta sleep. Mm. And it's like, um, it's like keeping one eye open at night. You know, you're not ever like fully sleeping. We don't tend to get into the deeper stages of sleep. We have less REM. Um, There's just, there's lower um, nighttime levels of melatonin. There's just a bunch of stuff going wrong with sleep. (laughs) Um, Also with fibromyalgia, it is almost a 50-50 chance whether or not you have sleep apnea. The normal, quote, normal population is like two to 7% maybe uh, sleep apnea. But Mm -hmm. with fibromyalgia, it's actually 45% of us have sleep apnea. So if you're listening and you have fibromyalgia, you should have a sleep study done, no matter what your doctor has told you, because honestly, flip a coin, yes or no, you could have sleep apnea. So that's the second. Um, We also have cognitive dysfunction, also known as brain fog. And I know that's also very similar with, um, with menopause. I would guess that the symptoms are the same, like how brain fog manifests, but maybe the reason for that brain fog is, is slightly different. Um, With fibromyalgia, I know that they have discovered that some aspects of our brain fog are very similar to ADD. There's a a test they use called attentional blink and fibro patients versus ADD patients had very similar results. Mm. So brain fog. And then, of course, fatigue. But some of that, obviously, if you're not getting good sleep, of course you're tired. <laughs> of course. Right. Um, but it's also like our our batteries. I, I know you're old enough and most of your, I mean, if this is the, the Menopause Matters show, <laughs> then most everyone listening is old enough to remember those old cell phones we used to have. They used to charge them all night long and then maybe they'd last an hour. <laughs> And that's what, that's what fibro bodies are like. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we don't get good sleep, but also our batteries are defective. Um, They've actually found mitochondrial dysfunction in fibromyalgia patients, less CoQ10, less ATP, all kinds of things like that. So it's, I think that's really the best way to think about fibro fatigue is that we, we might have some energy and at moments look and feel normal But it doesn't take much at all for us to be Mm -hmm. drained to nothing.
0: So similar places for symptoms to occur, but different types of reactions. So for menopausal women, I've literally identified 14, I believe, different ways we don't sleep well. Um, Everywhere from... Habitual not sleeping well to uh, insulin-related and sleep apnea. Um, so sleep apnea c- can cross over. We, we do, as menopausal women, have a higher incidence of that. I don't know the percentage. But um, it's often related to insulin resistance for for menopausal women, one of the hormonal imbalances. Um. We have the fatigue, but the fatigue tends to be a little different. It's that crashing fatigue of waking up and saying, I didn't sleep last night.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: can see that happening for for, for your yeah. population or the fibro population, but um, it's almost that instantaneous wired and tired or crashing fatigue that comes from either thyroid or uh, cortisol issues for
1: menopausal
0: women. So it's a
1: little, it, it feels a little different. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, and of course, you know, most women with, uh, fibromyalgia, a lot of them are diagnosed in the pre menopause menopause area of their life. Right. So usually diagnosed forties and above. Right. So there is that overlap of, you know, maybe it's menopause and fibromyalgia. One of the the big things becomes really, really
0: difficult to to work with. Exactly.
1: And the part about fibromyalgia that can, I think, sometimes help people to know is this fibro, is this not, is that for some reason we have a ramped up pain response. Um, literally they've done studies on this and you squeeze the thumb of somebody with fibromyalgia there, they will experientially, they will feel twice as much pain as somebody who doesn't have fibromyalgia. So I like to think of fibromyalgia as an amplifier that takes whatever you've got going on and just cranks the mm-hmm. knob up. So if you've got joint pain because of menopause, joint pain isn't typically fibromyalgia, but if you have fibromyalgia, that joint pain that menopause is causing will feel worse, right? And the awful thing here is, again,
0: menopause uh, amplifies pain response as well because we're not dampening cortisol as as we did once. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have as much estrogen, so the cortisol doesn't get dampened, so it affects us more than it would have otherwise. So again, it's the question of which is which. Now, is there a definitive diagnosis tool that your doctor has? For Most likely not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There, there is, um, there are a couple of blood tests. Uh, They're fairly new. And by new, I mean, like, you know, coming out in the last 20 years, uh, which in medicine is new. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so because of that, and because it's been tested with thousands of people, but not hundreds of thousands of people, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, A lot of doctors aren't necessarily fully on board that this is A definitive test, but if anybody's curious, you can go out there and check it out. It's the fibromyalgia test or the FM slash A test. You can just Google that; you'll find it. And it's Um, a blood
0: test, or is it's a a blood test? Blood test. Okay. Yep. And it's
1: looking for certain uh, immune system markers in -hmm. the blood. Um, With fibromyalgia, there's certain chemokines, cytokines that aren't at the same levels, and that's that's how they diagnose and they they say they report and again remember this has been tested it has been tested with thousands of people but not hundreds of thousands or millions of people um uh, and they do say that that they can differentiate between things like lupus or ra and fibromyalgia so and certainly mm-hmm. this would be something that i would not expect to see in menopause right so if somebody is really um, it's usually not covered by insurance. It's mm. fairly expensive. Like I want to say in the $800, 900 range last time I looked. Uh, so not something to just like take lightly uh, to go do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've had a c- couple of clients that were really just struggling with, is this fibro or is this something else? And taking that mm. test helped them to be at peace with their diagnosis, right? Yeah. And that can really be helpful. You know, whether this is menopause or this is fibromyalgia, the fibro test came back positive. So I am dealing with that. So probably both. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Probably both. If you're, if you're over the age of 45, it's probably both. Yep. You're under the age of 45. It's possible to be both. So let's, you know, let's Mm -hmm. not. Yep. Discount that. Sleep. It's so important to our health and to our hormonal balance. Yet 90% of women report not sleeping as one of their worst symptoms. Get my free sleep tips at com slash opt-in. Speaking of doctors, if your doctor is not considering this or listening to you when you raise this as a as a possibility where which doctor do you want to go (laughs) what do you do where do you go right (laughs) yeah is it a (laughs) rheumatologist or uh where would you an endocrinologist where are we where are we headed
1: yeah, you know, that's a really good question because technically fibromyalgia falls under the College of Rheumatology. So um, okay. it's the American College of Rheumatology that sets the diagnostic criteria. But rheumatologists, it's not, it's, we're, okay, so let me back up. <laughs> we are learning a few things. There have been a couple of studies that have come out very recently, like in the last year or two that do show that there is some kind of an autoimmune component to fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. but we don't know exactly how that works yet. So it may turn out that it actually is a rheumatological condition, but for the most part, for the last 20 years or so, we have not thought that. Uh, And so many particularly newer rheumatologists may or may not have even been trained in this. Because even though it falls there, we actually think of it more as like a central nervous system problem. So a lot of rheumatologists think this isn't my, my area, right? So then you think, okay, well, then that means I should see a neurologist, right? If it's central nervous system issues. Right. But, of course, neurologists aren't taught this, aren't learning about this, because, of course, it falls under the American College of Rheumatology, <laughs> <laughs> so I I honestly think of fibromyalgia as the de- disease with no home. Right. right? And oh it's gosh. actually diagnosed most often in the primary care setting, which okay. is also kind of crazy because of course primary care doctors aren't taught the in-depth what they really need to know to treat somebody with fibromyalgia effectively and efficiently. Right. Um, so it can it, that can be a huge challenge, just getting the help that you need. And so one of the best things that you can do if you think this might be you is to learn all you can, read all you can, listen to the podcast, you know, read the book, all that the stuff. book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take Back
0: Your Life is Tammy's book, which is dealing with what is fibro what and what is it? Yep. Yeah. And the first chapter
1: about? is all about like, what is fibromyalgia? And you, and if you recognize yourself in there, then that is a good thing. And I would honestly just start with your primary care. The best chance most people have of getting better is working with a functional medicine doctor, which I'm sure is the same for menopause because they tend to look at things like your thyroid labs, your cortisol, you know, all of those things a little bit differently. <laughs>
0: Or I often say, or work with someone who's who's willing to help you with the holistic version of of going yes. through menopause because exactly from from a menopause standpoint, your body is expecting this to happen. This is not something that is true of fibro. Fibro is not, um, yeah. Menopause that your body is not a disease state to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there are there are ways to support your body. And I imagine that with your fibro coaches, your fibromyalgia coaches, that's a lot of what you're doing is as well, supporting your body and supporting you mentally and emotionally as you walk this path.
1: Absolutely. And we also fill in that gap of knowledge, right? Yeah. Your doctor has not been taught how to do this. Most likely, I I mean, there are there are some
0: out there. Another real uh, similarity between menopause and thyroid, (laughs) right? (laughs) Exactly, doctor. So get somebody on
1: your team who is the expert, and that expert does not have to be a doctor. Yeah, right. It could be somebody like Sean or somebody like me or one of my coaches who can teach you the science, teach you about the treatments that work, share from our own personal experiences. Cause you know, for, for us as fibro coaches, we, we live with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we can fill that knowledge gap. But like you said, we're also there to support you, to help remind you, you're not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not lazy. You actually do need to rest you know, yeah. and also like coming to terms with your diagnosis. What does that mean now that I have this diagnosis? So, yeah. Well, obviously it does
0: not mean you can't be an incredibly beautiful and vibrant woman because we have our own Tammy sitting right here in front of us, just showing off how just how amazing you can be even with this. Absolutely. Diagnosis, which, which Absolutely. can be a, a true life altering diagnosis
1: as you go through the early pieces of it. Oh. Absolutely. And yeah. that identity crisis of who am I now? What does my life become now? And for a lot of people in just like with menopause, there's a, there's a reimagining of who we are and what life wants to look like for us. And the cool thing for every single one of us is that we get we get a vote in that. We get a choice in that of Absolutely. what we want that life to be for us, what we need it to be for us. And it just might look a little different, but no. it can still be just as awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's so true.
0: That's so true. And f- from the standpoint of menopause – because menopause is built into us in as women and we're all going to go through it sooner or later if you, if we stick around long enough uh but the the wonderful thing is there really is a gift in changing who we are and i imagine that there is there is a gift to fibro as well um maybe not yeah (laughs) as universal
1: it is yeah you know and it's a it's not always an easy gift like I'm not saying everything with (laughs) fibromyalgia is all you know rainbows and sunshine and roses you know there's there's those thorns in there too right like it is a challenge but it's it can be a gift if you let it be I mean, Mm. I am I am certainly a much more compassionate person than I was before fibromyalgia. Literally, I understand suffering better, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and and there are lots of things like that. The people that I've met, my best friend, I never would have met if it wasn't for fibromyalgia. Um, She and I met at a conference and all of these these things. There's just writing my book, having my podcast, producing a movie. I mean, those are things I never would have done without fibromyalgia. And, you know, we all have those, those gifts, you know, finally having a point where you have to take care of yourself. It's no longer a luxury.
0: Yeah, that, that was what I was going to say is there's, there's a real, um, slowing down, being mindful, taking care of yourself. And understanding that, um, I think there's there's something about understanding that, that some disabilities can look exactly like a normal human being until
1: you try and function. Right, right, exactly. The whole you don't look sick thing, right? But you can't see what's off camera. You know, you can't see all the things that I did to make sure I was ready for this. You know, I'm Um, going
0: to put it out there because we originally had a, an appointment for two days ago. Yep. Um, and I had a busy morning. I wasn't even looking at my email or my, my, uh, Facebook messages And I went in and I got all ready and all dialed up and I looked actually a lot better than I do today, but that's beside the point. (laughs) And, and I come in and I go to open up the, the meeting room so that we could record and talk. And I looked in my email and there was this note from Tammy saying, I thought I could do it, but I just can't. I still have those days. So it is this spot in your life or, or I don't know, function of your life that you need to be aware of what your body is doing at all times so that you don't go over the edge and wind up. Had, had you come, maybe we would have gotten a good recording, et cetera, et cetera. But it may have been at the cost of your Wednesday and Thursday and Friday Mm -hmm. as well. So um, I think there's a lesson for all of us in that, in that sometimes our bodies are screaming to be taken care of, whether it's fibro or uh, menopause or stress or a broken ankle. I don't know why. Yeah. Sometimes your body is, is screaming to be taken care of and knowing that that's okay. It's okay. If it's you, it's okay. If it's someone who works for you with you above you, a family member or whatever, it is okay. As we go through our lives to say, oops, I need a step back. I need to take this time for me. Mm -hmm.
1: One of my students recently has been um, repeating a quote her coach told her, which was just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) 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 And could I have made that appointment with you? I could have. Yeah, sure. I could have done that. And, you know, my fibromyalgia is is in remission. It's not like I'm experiencing pain or anything like that. But part of how it stays in remission is knowing when I shouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> right, is being able to say exactly. no and say, no, this, I need to change this, whatever this is. Tammy, <laughs> it has been a delight talking with you today.
0: And how can how can our listeners who want to know more besides i'm i'm assuming your book is still on amazon
1: yes yeah okay. um both of my books are on amazon um take back your life over my shoulder here that john mentioned and also the fibromyalgia coach which is more about finding work that supports your healing and supports you feeling your best um but take back your life is really the fibro treatment guide you could say those are both on amazon But yeah, the, the best way, the easiest way to um, connect with me and get downloads of those books for free is to go to fibromyalgiapodcast.com. There are all the podcast episodes that I've recorded on my podcast. Um, Jean was on recently. Um, So those are all out there. You can get the books out there. You can learn more about working with a coach or even if you want to be a coach, those links are all on that same website, com. That is awesome.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope this has been helpful to those of my listeners and your listeners who are wondering about this intersection of menopause and fiber. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download five tips to get better sleep tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcastcom slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you.